0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. The title of this series for August is Faith, the Enemy of Fear. Faith, the enemy of fear. It's as much for you as it is for me. We always need our faith strengthened. It's an ongoing theme at this church. Pastor Fabian has always been a gifted teacher, and he is a faith teacher. He teaches faith straight from the Word. That's how I was raised. But how many of you know that we have to learn it for ourselves, don't we? Somebody else can have faith. And I think sometimes they can have a little bit of faith for you when they agree with you, and they can carry you a little bit. There comes a point, though, where you can't be carried by someone else's faith. They can't have faith for you. They just can't, all right? So faith, the enemy of fear. Let's go to Hebrews 11.1. Hopefully we have it in a few translations today. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It It gives us assurance about things that we cannot see. Faith is believing in what you cannot see. Let's try another translation. Look at King James Version. Now, faith is the substance. It's the substance. It's the tangible part of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. All right? How about this one? Do we, ha- are we, do we have access to the Amplified? We do. Perfect. I love the Amplified Bible. Look at this one. Now, faith is the assurance. Once again, there's that word. You are assured of something before you've even seen it. I love this. It's the confirmation It's the title deed. We had a vehicle that we had paid off, and it was paid off for years. It was paid off, let's see, 2011. It was paid off about seven years before we sold it. And I didn't have to go be checking on the title. I knew where it was, and I knew that vehicle was in mine and Jen's name. I knew that was our vehicle, even if I couldn't see the title. It was registered in our name. It was paid off, and that was our vehicle. We had the title deeds. Those, Those of you that have a house that you've paid off. Those of you that pay, are paying on a house, your name is still on the title deed even though it's not paid off. You may have a mortgage company. You don't have to go check on the title deed every month that you pay it and say, Man, is this my house? Is this, am I in the right house? No, you know it's yours. You've either paid it off or you're paying on it, but it's yours you know because of the title deed. Faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. Check this out. "...being the proof of things..." It's the proof. Wow, faith. You can't even see it yet. "...being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses." Now, is that a great verse? Let's go through Amplified again. I love that. That lays a foundation for this series. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed, of the things we hope for. "...being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality... Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Okay? You are here this morning because you're people of faith. No matter where you stand with God this morning, you are people of faith. You believe in Jesus. I would go, I would go so far as to say just about everybody in this house, possibly everybody, has made Jesus their Savior and Lord. And it's by faith, right? By faith. It's all by faith. Most of us have not had the privilege of seeing a vision of Jesus. Some of you have. Some of you maybe have met Jesus in a vision or had a near death experience or a death experience. I've had people share these things with me. Maybe you have. Maybe you've had the privilege of seeing Jesus. But many of you say, No, I believe in God. I haven't seen him, but I've felt him. I believe in the Lord. I haven't seen him with my own eyes, but he's changed me. So I believe. I I hear his word, I see his word, I, I, um, I go to church and I listen to the word, so I know that his word is true. That's faith. You believe, you believe. It hasn't been revealed to your senses, your regular senses, but you believe. And here's what I want to remind you of this morning. Stay with me now. Faith is a choice. Faith is a choice. Most of the time you don't feel faith. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you're like, man, I just feel like believing. That's rare, though. You guys know how it is. Your faith is really activated when you're going through something. You say, man, I don't feel anything. I don't see anything. I'm going to trust God for this. That is the true test of your faith, isn't it? Some of you in here have been believing God for stuff for a while. We're right with you. We're just as human, just as, just as normal as you in that, man, even as pastors, we got stuff that we're, we're believing God for. And we don't understand everything. Sometimes we go, Lord, why the delay? What's going on? I just know God is faithful. And I know He is a faith God. And I know everything that God does Himself is in faith. By faith, He created the universe. My favorite verse in the Bible in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. At one point, He says, Let there be light. Can you imagine? He created light. He said, let there be light. Nobody even knew what light was yet. You weren't even thought of yet, except in the heart and mind of God. Before you existed, the whole universe was a faith universe, created and put into place and set into motion by a faith God. So don't forget that. All right? Do not forget that. Speaking of faith, um, I almost forgot to announce this. Let me just blend this into the message. Next Sunday, I want all of you to come back. Everybody that can possibly be here next Sunday. School's going to start the following week, right? On the 15th, is it? So all the mamas said amen. All right. And the daddies, but especially the mamas, they said amen. Amen, pastor. It's time for school. Love you. Bye, baby. Bye. See you later. what a summer. You may have had extra help at the house. You may have had extra screams at the house. I don't know, but them kids are going back to school. But next Sunday, we're going to pray a prayer of faith over your children. We're going to get with uh, our, our children's pastor, Adrian. We're going to have her usher in the kids in here, and I'm going to pray over everybody who's going back to school. And some of you say, man, I'm going to college. I want you to pray for me. I'm going back to college. I'll pray for you too. It's going to be predominantly for the kiddos, so bring your kids to church. They will go to children's church, which is King's Kids and near the end of the service, they'll be ushered in here, and we're going to lay hands on them. Me and Pastor Jen, we're lay hands on the kiddos and speak a blessing over them for the school year, all right? So that's next, next Sunday. So please bring your kids. We're going to pray the prayer of faith over them. So my question this morning is, what does faith do? What does faith do? How can you use faith? What are some of the attributes of faith? What, what does faith do? What does it actually do when you're putting it into practice so today is what faith does what faith does let's go to hebrews eleven 23 i'm going to read you basically a story from the old testament but it's written for us in the new testament it's talking about all the things that moses and or his family and the circumstances surrounding him how everything they did was by faith you guys know the story of moses i led the people of israel out of egypt right he had a staff and he had his brother Aaron with him and he, he came and he, he led them out of Egypt. So check this out. We're going to read several verses. It was by faith. Somebody say by faith. By faith. That's right. Say it one more time. Say it was by faith. By faith. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child and they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. See the king, Pharaoh, was actually killing all, he was wanting to kill all the male Hebrew children. They were supposed to do away with them. They were trying to weaken Israel as a nation. They'd become scared of them. Israel had lived there for hundreds of years, and now they were the slaves of Egypt. And now the Egyptians were saying, man, they're becoming more powerful than us. Let's start killing the the little baby boys, basically. So it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He was raised in the house of Pharaoh. Can you imagine? He was given an Egyptian education. At that time, Egypt was the greatest power the world had ever seen. You know, they're the ones with the pyramids. We still don't know how they did that. We're still trying to figure it out. They still can't duplicate that. They built a lot of these pyramids without mortar. Like, you can't even slip a piece of paper through them. They're cut so accurately. How on earth did they do that? This was a mighty power. This was the power of the world at that time. It was Egypt. And he was raised in Pharaoh's home. But look at what he says here. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. Sin is so temporary, isn't it? It's only for a season, scripture says. They've taught us some dumb things. You know, society has taught us some dumb things. They said it. back in the 60s and 70s, they started saying, if it feels good, do it. Uh huh. It's real temporary, and it leaves you scarred. Sin is a terrible partner to go home with after you've left the party, after you've left doing all those things. And you know what? Let me remind you something about the enemy. You know what the enemy likes to do? I was taught this growing up, and I know. He's, the enemy has done this to me before, and I fell for it. The enemy loves. Say, who's the enemy, man? The devil in the spirit realm, demon spirits. Here's what they love to do. is tempt you to do something. Say, man, it's going to be great, man. Do one toke. Come on, hit it, man. Don't babysit it, right? Smoke that thing. Drink that thing. Do whatever you want to do. Do it. It's going to be great. And after you do it, the demons go, what a jerk. You're going to hell. You're the worst. You're a piece of trash, right? Demons do that. Oh, look how awful you are. The enemy loves to tempt you to do something and then make you feel terrible about it and then say, you're going to go to be with me one day when you die. I'm taking you to hell. Just terrible. Demonic. No, but Moses was wise. He says, no, there's there's something beyond this. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt. Look at this. For he was looking ahead to his great reward. That's powerful. That's faith. Faith looks ahead to our reward in heaven. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who was invisible, on God. It was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle blood on what? On the doorposts. So that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. And that's a unique command from God, isn't it? It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry land. Dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. Look at all these things they did by faith. When you get a chance today, go home. Today, tonight, read Hebrews 11. It'll touch your heart, man. People of faith, people who went before us, who believed God, took Him at His word. So my first point today, and this is taken from verses 24 to 26. Moses, he said, I'm not going to be the the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I'm not going to just live in sin. I'm going to look beyond this. So point one today is faith moves beyond the temporary. Faith moves beyond the temporary. Right now today, I'm going to talk to you a little bit. Right now today, some of you are suffering through some things, but it's temporary. Right now, me and my family, we're, we've been grieving the loss of my mom. It's just been a little over two months ago. But hey, grief, it, it happens. It's normal. We're going to grieve healthily. But that too is temporary. That too is temporary. I can see ahead of this season and beyond this season, I can see a glowing, powerful future for all of us. I see a bright future. I hate to sound trite, But the future is very, very bright for us, and for you as well. Man, we're grieving, Mom. It hurts. But I believe in a future. It's beyond this. And guess what? We're making big plans for the near and distant future all by faith. Because faith moves beyond the temporary. Moses knew. Something clicked in his heart, and he said, I'm not going to just live like this. And he he ended up living to be 120 years of age, right? 120. So he had 40 years in Egypt. Then he made a mistake. He killed a man trying to protect one of his fellow Hebrews and he went and spent 40 years in the desert. What an interesting life. Then he came back and God used him to rescue the people of Israel and he spent another 40 years out in the desert with the people of Israel. 40, 40, 40. He lived to be 120. Would he have lived to be that long had he not come to God? I don't know. I doubt it though. I doubt he would have. But he said, you know what? This is temporary. And you need to realize that today. The struggles you're going through right now, some of the things you say, man, I made a bad decision. I'm in this season. Seasons change. I'm in a tough season. I shouldn't have done that. I've had to do this. I've had to make amends. Or I'm dealing with a court case. Or I'm dealing with a, who knows, an ex. Or I'm dealing, man, with a physical condition. Or I'm dealing with this. Or I'm, man, I don't know what you're struggling with. Or, man, I've had anxiety. Or I've, I've battled depression, but I'm standing up. I'm here at church Kingsgate, it's temporary. It's temporary. Somebody told me this this past week, and it touched my heart. They said when they were going through something, they'd been studying Dr., is her name Carolyn Leaf? Or Carol, Caroline Leaf, Dr. Caroline Leaf? Powerful. She teaches about toxic thoughts. She teaches about how your brain actually forms like trees in your brain, dark black trees when you have negative thoughts and thought patterns. And she's powerful. She's one of the pioneering scientists or neurologists, I think, even from the 70s and 80s, probably the 80s, that said, your mind is different from your brain. Like some real groundbreaking stuff. But I love what someone had reminded me of something she said, and she said, look at this, look at how God, look, look at the simplicity of faith. You're in a tough season. Faith says... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look beyond the temporary and say, how would I feel if I was not in the season? How would I feel if I was past the depression tomorrow morning? How would I feel if I had stepped on anxiety? How would I feel if I started reading my Bible again and really getting into faith? How would I feel if God gave me the prayer that I've asked of Him? That's faith, isn't it? You're able to take yourself past the temporary and go, man, wait. That's exciting. Wow, I'm going to look forward to that. I have hope in that. I believe, man, God's going to answer this prayer. God's going to deliver me from this. God's going to take care of this relationship. God's working on me at my job or my my workmates at my job, my fellow workers. Man, God is moving me beyond the temporary. And remember, after all this, you have heaven to look forward to. I love what somebody told me. They said, man, your mom is having so much fun. It was on her birthday a few weeks ago. They said, this is your mom's best birthday ever. (laughs) She's in heaven. And I'm going to see her someday. Praise God. We have heaven to look forward to. Let's move beyond the temporary. People of God, let's not get stuck here. There's so much more than today. There's so much more to look forward to. You have the rest of your life ahead of you. Some of you say, man, I'm older. Yeah, but you have a long time to go. Until you're done, until you're satisfied, you just keep going. Keep marching on. Keep working. Keep giving keep moving let's go to point two today faith ignores look at this faith ignores the fear of man tough for a lot of people to overcome that's in verse 27 it said he didn't he, he didn't he just marched on he wasn't afraid of the king the king's anger the pharaoh was angry huh You read the story in in the book of Genesis, Pharaoh was a hard man to deal with. Part of why Pharaoh was such a hard man to deal with, they were raised to believe they were the sun god, little g, not god that we worship, sun god in the flesh. They were gods, they thought. They thought they were more than humans. It was weird because they thought they were gods, but then they would die young and stuff. And people never figured that out. They're probably not gods. They're probably not immortals. I mean, (laughs) they're dying. And they they had their ways of justifying that. But he thought he he was a god among the people. So he had a very hard heart. And he was full of anger. Can you imagine a pharaoh's wrath at the peak of his power? You're showing up into his court. He thinks he's a god. And you say, I need you to let the Jewish people go, all these slaves that are helping you build pyramids or whatever they were doing at that time. You need to let them go. Do you know who you're talking to? I think the only reason Moses had access to the Pharaoh is because he was raised as a, the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He had access to the, to the palace, to Pharaoh, to go see Pharaoh, the God-man with a little G. Can you imagine going to the Pharaoh and saying, I need you to do this, and he's like, who? I, don't, I don't know anything about that, and I don't know the God you're talking about. Who is the God that you're talking about? I don't know him. That's a scary thought. Can you imagine You've been sent on a, on a mission from God, and I have a message from God, and they go, I don't know the God you're talking about. Y'all are trying to waste time. I'm going to make work harder now on all of you slaves. Well, it, the story progressed, story progressed, and finally Moses, he led the people of Israel out, not fearing the king. Humanity has always struggled with this. This is a beautiful story of not having fear of man. And Moses had his fears, didn't he? Scripture says he didn't even want to speak in public. He had his brother as a spokesman. Aaron was a good talker. So many times Aaron would speak for him. And Moses would speak to Aaron and he would communicate. So Moses still had his fears. So here's my message to you this morning. In the midst of your fears, you can still pull faith out of it. That guy who was afraid to talk in public because he had a stuttering problem. Can you imagine? That's fear, stuttering. He had a a stuttering problem because he was afraid to talk to people. Egyptian educated guy at the time. The peak of society, he was afraid, but he was not afraid to lead the people of God out of Egypt somehow. I don't know where he got that faith. God must have given it to him. He led the people out and wasn't afraid of Pharaoh. Faith ignores the fear of man. Humanity's always had a problem with fearing what people think. Maybe you do. Maybe you have. I have at times. I know we all have. Man, I'm I'm worried about what they think, or what will they say, or how will they respond. Or the look on their faces. Did you know the Lord told one of the prophets in the Old Testament? Was it Ezekiel? Is it Jeremiah? He said, don't even, don't even worry about the look on their faces. Don't fear their faces. Because, guys, I need to tell you all, nobody's making ugly faces at me today. Okay? I know you all aren't. You all are listening. You all really are. But I've preached before and simple stuff that you wouldn't have even given it a second thought and people gave me a dirty look and they didn't come back. And y'all know me. I don't, I'm not a real fire and brimstone preacher. I talk about heaven and hell. I talk about Jesus and, and, and the devil. I, I preach the word. I've, I've spoken against homosexual marriage, different things. But man, I'm, I'm very loving. And I've, I've mentioned some things briefly, and people were looking at me crazy the whole sermon and didn't come back. Can you imagine if I'm speaking and someone gave me a dirty look and I'm like, Oh, oh I'm sorry, I take that back. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about bumblebees and flowers and, 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 you know, slides and candy canes and different stuff. Because I believe we can have fun and speak truth and laugh, but then know that there is a heaven and there's a hell and there's truth and there's life after death. It's going to be in heaven or hell. And, and there's people in heaven and there's those in hell, in hell that didn't choose Jesus. And, and there's something called sin. I like discussing the hard issues and, and being lighthearted at times, but also knowing that the hard issues must be discussed and I can't fear people. I can't fear disapproval. Because some are going to disapprove of what I say or how I said it. I know that. And I've had that before. Where I did my best. I prayed about it. They're like, man, you told me that you shouldn't have told me that way. Well, I did my best. Hmm. Can't fear people's attitudes. Hmm. I've mentioned stuff even in passing with people, and they took offense to it. And I feel like it was God's plan for me to mention it. There's times where I've got to speak up here because the Spirit of God compels me and if I don't, I'm going to have to answer to God. So faith ignores the fear of man. Faith ignores the fear of man. That's in verse 27. Let's go to point three. Faith looks to obey God's word. By faith, the people of Israel, they put... L- lamb's blood right on their door- doorposts say man how would that ward off the death angel how would that keep the angel of death from killing their firstborn because that's what that verse says let's look at look at verse 28 can we put that up there real quick verse 28 check this out hebrews eleven twenty-eight. 28 there you go one more it was by faith that moses commanded the people of israel to keep the passover right they started the passover meal they ate unleavened bread and to sprinkle blood on the doorpost so th- that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. That would have been an odd command, huh? Hey, man, I want you to kill a lamb. But it was foreshadowing and it was prophetic for Jesus, wasn't it? The innocent lamb was killed to cover that house in the blood of a lamb. That's powerful. And they obeyed. They didn't even know. And you, could, you know how it is sometimes. Sometimes you've read Scripture and you're like, I don't completely understand that, but I'm going to do it. God said to do it. I don't know what tithe is. I'm going to give tithe 10% of my income. I'm going to bring it to the Lord because he said to do it. Jesus mentioned it and scripture commands it. I'm going to just do it. I don't always understand it. Faith looks to obey God's word. If God said it, let's do it. Love, forgive, be at peace with people, work hard, all these things. The Bible talks about all these things. Pray, give, give people another chance, man, forgive, forgive. There's so many things that Scripture mentions. Faith looks to obey God's Word. Why would it require faith to obey God's Word? Because you don't always understand it, and you don't always agree with God, huh? And some people are really weird about God's Word. They'll say, oh, no, that... I'm like, it's in the Bible, though. And they, they would just as soon as tear that out of their Bible. I remember Dad growing up said, man, some people have have avoided so much of God's Word that their Bible's only one page long. I'll never forget that. I was a kid, and Dad said that. And I said, man, what do you mean by that? It dawned on me later. They tore out and tore out and tore out, and they got one page that they like. And even that, they're like trying to edit stuff out of that. No, not going to do that. That's crazy. If we don't have a standard, then what? Let faith be your standard. Believe God's Word. Believe it. Look to obey it. Let's look at point four today. Verse 29. Let's put verse 29 real quick. Faith sees through obstacles. Look at verse 29. Faith sees through obstacles. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. I don't know about you, but I have this hope in my heart for a number of things in my life. And I can see God answering those questions Prayers on the other side of this. I can see God answering those prayers on the other side. of. And some of you have been like, man, Pastor Matt's crazy. Pastor Matt's crazy. We only got like 70 people in here today, 75 or 80 at the most. Man, how can he see this place full? I can see it full. I can see this place full of people and me full of God's word and everybody in the crowd full of God's word too. And reading their Bibles. I can see it. I can see every believer that sets foot on this the grounds of this ministry in the English or Spanish service, loving God and reading their word every day. I can see that. Faith sees through obstacles. What is your obstacle? What is your obstacle? What's gotten in your way? You say, man, I don't have an education. Oh, God, God's way bigger than that. God's way bigger than that. The Apostle Peter didn't have an education. We're still talking about him. Some of the disciples were educated somewhere. God is going to use what you have. And what you don't have, he will give you. I promise. You need to remember, I've got my faith. Man, I've, I'm forgiven. God is with me. If God is for me, who can be against me? So faith sees through obstacles. Don't you worry about that obstacle. There's a way around. There's a way through it. There's a way over it. You've got to dig under it. You've got to put a piece of dynamite on it. Whatever. I can see what's on the other side of this, and I know you can too. And some of you, you've shuddered to even, and, and struggled and hesitated to even hope. You said, man, I don't know. I don't know if... There's this obstacle, though, and it's in the way. Man, we all have obstacles. There's stuff you just couldn't take care of today. But like point one says, faith moves beyond the temporary. It also, point four, sees through obstacles. What is your obstacle? I need you to see through it today. I need you to look past the obstacle and say, I can see what's on the other side of this. This obstacle is not my destination. It's not going to stop me. Problems and obstacles are opportunities for faith, wisdom, and creativity don't fear trouble don't fear problems they're an opportunity they are did you know some of the greatest technological and scientific advancements have been because there was a problem that somebody thought they couldn't solve and other people have gone so far as to move beyond problems that people didn't know they had right look at look at the apple company not even, was it a problem? But Apple says, we're going we're to give music and put it at everybody's fingertips. Apple said, the problem is you don't have access to every song that's ever been recorded. We're going to find a way to, for you to access every song that's ever been recorded on your iPhone or on your, you remember the iPods? And they said, huh, there's a problem of running around with big headphones. I know those are back in, in style now. It's like your device gets smaller and your headphones got bigger, right? But Apple even created the earbuds. And now there's Airbuds. Airbud was a movie about a golden retriever too, I think, but that's something else. Now they have Airbuds, right? They they they're like, are they Bluetooth? The Airbuds? That's cool. Air what? AirPods? Oh, I made up some. They were earbuds before, right? Weren't they earbuds? Am I crazy? I am crazy. Okay. You weren't supposed to say yes. No, they were earbuds at one point. I don't were they earpods? Earbuds? Okay. But my point being, Apple saw a problem and fixed it. I feel like Apple may have created problems because now everybody thinks they need a smartphone, right? But my point is, faith sees through obstacles. You say, man, we can't do this. I remember growing up, hearing dad and others go, wait what do you mean it's impossible we sent somebody to the moon didn't we what do you mean there's no way to do this my wife my wife says things like that too she's like wait a minute no there's got to be a way there has to be a way we just don't know about it yet there's got to be a way to do this faith sees through obstacles you say no uh-uh, this is an opportunity jesus remember jesus said john 16 in this world you will have trouble but he said fear not he's saying don't fear trouble Fear not, because I have overcome the world. So Jesus himself said, don't fear trouble. And I believe it's because trouble is an opportunity to glorify God, to get you a promotion, to get you to the next level. Faith sees through things, and it's not going to stop me. Somebody say, this obstacle, go ahead. Let's say it again, say, this obstacle is not going to stop me. I will not hold back, I will not give up, and I will not give in. This obstacle is temporary. I'm moving past it because I can see through it. I can see the other side. Remember Jesus, he got his, I mentioned this briefly Wednesday night, and I'll close with this. He got his disciples into the boat. He said, let's go to the other side. It was his idea to get in the boat where they were going to have a problem. Did y'all notice that? He got his disciples into the boat so that they could go have a problem. It was a test of their faith. You think the Son of God didn't know know a storm was coming? I believe he knew, and he went to sleep. So God is always with you. Sometimes he leads you in a direction where you're going to confront problems. I think often he does because it's a test of your faith. They said, Lord, we're dying, and you're sleeping. Don't you care? And he's like, where's your faith, man? And he rebuked the wind. He was right there all along. They were on a journey with Jesus, a journey that was his idea. He said, Let's go to the other side. Sometimes in life, storms happen suddenly, don't they? Sometimes in life, obstacles present themselves that you have not foreseen. Sometimes in life, there's an obstacle and you say, Man, this is huge. This is it. The devil's saying, Man, there's no way. This obstacle is going to fall over on you and crush you. You can't get around it. No, there's sunlight on the other side of that obstacle, even if the obstacle's tall and it's casting a shadow. There's sunlight. There's sunlight right behind that thing. The enemy loves to put obstacles where you cannot see the sunlight. But it's still there. And when it's raining, there's a sun behind the clouds isn't there. There's always something to look forward to. There's always something to hope for. There's always something to put your faith in. And put your faith in Jesus and the things he's promised you. Put your faith in God and the things that you've asked him for. You say, man, God, I believe. I believe what you've said. And I know it's on its way. I won't give up. And I won't give in. Go ahead and stand to your feet this morning, if you would, please.